0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This is the Ryan Tubridy show on Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio.
2: Well, hello there and welcome back to the Ryan Tubridy show with Paddy Power Games. On this week's episode, we fly the flag for the Nerd Herd. We are a community of intelligent but not too clever listeners coming together daily to share the word of the nerd. And we'd like to know who you are, where you are, and really what qualifies you for the nerd herd. We don our togas and our sandals for a trip back to the Roman Empire with the Times journalist Laura Freeman, who gives the British Museum's latest exhibition five stars. And we hear from we hear from the George Michael loving listener, Susan. Ugh. We hear from the George Michael-loving listener, Susan, and I reveal the fact that King Edward III is a distant relative of mine.
1: What? I know. The Ryan Tubridy Show.
2: The Ryan Tubridy
1: Show. On Virgin Radio.
2: Uh, Kerry has been on. I'm texting on behalf of my son's... Nerd interest. If you're joining us, we we've decided that there's so many nerdy people listening to this. We we are we are naming you. If if, if somebody's naming you, the nerd herd, could be Olive. Either way, you are the nerd herd, and we welcome welcome you this morning. And we're curious to know this. This is we see nerdism as a movement and as a badge of honor. This don't don't let anyone other you other than just see it as the greatest compliment of all time. If your son or daughter is adjusting their glasses on the top of their nose of a morning. You see them and you say, that's that's like a king or a queen adjusting their crown. That's what it is. It's, it's something of great beauty uh, to be celebrated. And so Kerry uh, says, I'm texting on behalf of my son's uh, nerd interest, which is Godzilla. Perfect. That is on the money, honey. So to the point that he started to teach himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's great. Teach himself Japanese via... Duolingo, almost two years ago. And we are going to Japan next week. I love it. Uh, Humongous uh, nerd reward there. The Godzilla theme park is number one thing. I didn't know there was a Godzilla theme park. I didn't know that you could do Japanese on Duolingo. I didn't know that there were uh, little boys like your son uh, who are just the future. He will be a tech bro wearing runners and suits and owning the world by the time he's 28. So well done in advance. Japan, I've always wanted to go to Japan. I think I'll be going in not this summer, but the summer after. Planning it, planning, planning. So, Kerry, let us know, um, please, how you get on in advance. Caroline just had a WhatsApp regarding this uh, nerdism. I'm 48, good age, young, young age, young. Uh, I'm 48. And one of the most <laughs> exciting things is doing my son's homework. That's my idea of hell. He is eight. I also love anything science fiction, and I'm just applying for Mensa. Loving the show. My favourite film is 13th Floor. Very nerdy. Could we get a, a, a little paragraph on 13th Floor? I don't know what that is. I'd love to know. Uh, because uh, if, if Caroline's into it, I'm into it. That's, that, that's the way I see it. Uh, but that's terrific. Um, anything sci-fi. I'm very excited about the next Planet of the Apes film. I'm, I'm a big Planet of the Apes fan. All the of the classic and the new They're just they are just great Myself and, and my girls We love that uh, So there's a new one coming out We're going to plan a going To go to see it It's wonderful It's Simeon It's beautiful It's it's bonkers i mean in uh, Nerd specialist subjects Coming in on Instagram Lorraine is, is a golf nerd Good Holly Ovington's Is the Protestant Reformation And its impact on modern day US culture and politics What? What? I love these people I want to get on this bus with them uh, Avins is uh, literature, good. William Trevor, Iris Murdoch, and Hugh Leonard. Okay, that's that's intense too. It's great. There is an intensity to it, whether it's Godzilla or the Titanic. I know lots lots of young kids love the story of the Titanic. Uh, so whatever it is, we're loving loving all those messages today. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Now the book. Tomorrow. 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 A lot of people loved this book. I liked it. Didn't love it But I liked it And it kept me going For a long time It just lost me A little bit towards the end Paul Reddit Let's have you hear from Paul
3: Hi Ryan I hope you're okay Great Paul here in Dublin uh, Take it with You being in the UK You'll be working on Monday True like If it's any consolation That makes two of us I've got a few people A are bit away So I've got a few jobs on So it Keeps me busy And uh, I just want to let you know I finished Tomorrow and tomorrow, and tomorrow. Good What a book Totally enjoyed it ah. Absolutely brilliant
4: He skips him out a bit But loved it Every second of it Great
3: Good man
2: He loved it That's great Now that's a positive review I'm happy to hear that Because I heard so many good reviews Of that book So Paul Who sounds like he's Directly just split him in half Half Liverpool Half Dublin Right there Brilliant Thank you Paul for that voice Now
1: The Ryan Tubberty Show. The Ryan Tubberty Show on Virgin Radio.
2: Tea break banger Susan, good morning. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I was flying into London um, on Sunday (laughs) afternoon. Did I pass you by in the sky?
5: If we had known, we could have waved to each other from our respective planes. Your
2: plane to mine, going. Susan, talk to you next week. Whoever you are, even though I don't know you exist yet, like it would have been quite trippy and, tw- and Twilight Zony. But here we are now on the radio together. Where are you from? Yeah. Uh, Dublin. Okay, and you're there now. Are you working or at home? Are you? What's...
5: No, I'm at home. I'm sitting here in my sitting room. Um, kids are gone to college and school, and yeah. my husband's inside, well, in the kitchen, but. Uh, Yeah, so I'm ready to talk to you.
2: Well, tell me, uh, what were you doing in an aeroplane the other evening?
5: I was in, I was going over part of my Christmas present from my husband was a trip to Aldershot, which I've never been to before, to go to a concert of George Michael music. Oh, amazing. I'm a huge George Michael (laughs) fan, and uh, we have found this amazing guy in England who looks and, more importantly, sounds, and much more importantly, is so... Good at spreading George's music, so we started following him. Oh, amazing. So he was playing in Aldershot, and um, yeah, so Michael just brought me over, and we flew over, quick trip in, stayed, and went, came home the next day. So the concert was absolutely amazing. Isn't
1: that great? And
5: then we had the day to, you know, spend. And I normally would be up to Harrods, up to Selfridges, so I decided no. This will be a George weekend. Yeah. So we went up to Goring. I don't know if you've been there yet. No, I Goring haven't. On on. Yeah.
2: Tell me about well, it. You
5: have to go. It would suit you down to the ground. It's a real kind of a midsummer murder, murder stroke yeah. uh, morse. It's on the Oxfordshire, Berkshire
2: border.
1: Lovely.
5: And uh, yeah, with the roads and all, it's only about an hour out of London. So we went up and, oh my God, it's a real quiet little town and, you know, you can just kind of. I know this sounds mad. No, come on. You can kind of just feel him everywhere, and his house is there. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you wrote last week that you saw was it Paul McCartney in it's, London? It
2: was Paul McCartney I was writing that in the diary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
5: I was so jealous reading that, and I felt that you must have got that. I'm sure you know that lurch. Yes. In your tummy heart yeah. area. Yeah. Well, that's what I got driving in. Well, Michael was driving, obviously, uh, driving in over the bridge. You drive in over the bridge into the village, and you see his house on the right, and you just know that it's his and we went and we had I mean we were the real you know touristy yeah, yeah. stroke stalker we went in and had lunch in his local bar and oh, it was just lovely Gosh, you it was re- lovely and
2: perfect weekend so your George Michael is, is my Paul McCartney is that, that level of just absolutely ad- adulation Yeah, I you know where I, I'm I, <laughs> you, you, that was really clever to drop that in because now I totally understand your pain um, you know, and, but also your 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 adoration for the for George Michael and your husband Michael. Did you name him? Did you marry him because of his name, or did you actually fall in love with him?
5: Well, I, no,
2: silly. Of course
5: not. He's amazing. Oh, I actually God. married the right man because he supports me. He loves George as nearly as much as I <laughs> oh, do. Good man. And <laughs> I'll tell you, his biggest fear was when we were, we have two girls yeah. and our last girl. I'm convinced was a boy and I was going to call her George. I told all the hospitals, George is arriving, and my husband's on his knees praying for a girl. He was saying, imagine George, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean,
2: what, like, it's like Famous Five, gone mad. Like, I mean, you could have a, <laughs> Georgina, Michael, you know, and, and if it was... No, a, uh, yeah, that
5: was suggested, but I got a Ruby instead. <laughs> no, nah, that's
2: beautiful. That's beautiful. Another gem. That, that's, uh, listen, and be- before we go to your song, um, I know you like reading, and you love one of my favourite Irish crime writers, Joe Spain. Yes. Yeah. Love her. If you read all her books, yeah, the inspector. Absolutely Reynolds.
5: love her. Yeah, I'm just uh, just on one of her books at the moment. No uh, uh, I've just finished your book actually. I'm on another Irish author. Go on. Uh, Sam Blake. Three little oh, yes. birds. Yeah, brilliant. Read that. Yeah. And I also heard you mentioning um oh Illusion. Um, Nugent. Nugent. Yeah. Yeah, I came late to the party with her, but oh she's oh, I went to a reading that she did in the Mary here. Of the, you know, her last book.
2: Strange Sally Diamond, um, brilliant. book. Absolutely yeah. brilliant, brilliant.
5: And I'm such a nerd. I had a copy, but I went up and pretended I hadn't, and bought another one so she could sign it for me. No, that's not. A,
2: that's not. That's a. Oh, you're totally on our bus. I, I love you. you. You get. You totally get it. Next thing you know, you'll be you'll be telling me that you are actually a plain spotter, and they weren't just joking. <laughs>
5: I am, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had the biggest commercial plane ever to land in You're missing all this, Brian. You're Go missing on. all this. I,
2: well, I won't say I won't say I am. I'm not a plane spotter now, in fairness. <laughs> but but you are actually. What what do you do? You, are you like binoculars, or are you using apps on the phone, or what? Well, I
5: live in Santry, so we're quite oh, near perfect. the airport. Yeah, I do use the binoculars, but I I completely um, freak people out because we'd be sitting out in the back garden, particularly in the summer, and have that little tracker, you know, on the app, yeah, and I'd yeah. look up and I'd say. You know where that plane is going. You know, just looking at that little thing in the sky, imagining <laughs> all those people sitting there. You know, yeah, I know. I know this is a weirdo underneath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a weirdo going. I see you in the skies. I know you're ordering that stale fruit slice. I <laughs> know. Right. What's your favourite plane? Call it.
5: Um, I like the Boeing seven three seven.
2: You're brilliant. Do you know what you are? You're never going to be bored.
1: Seriously, you're going to
5: read all? Go on. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I I could say I love any plane that will bring me to George. Our next trip is actually another place you want to put in your notebook there Uh, Bath.
2: Oh, I've been to Bath. You're going to love it.
5: Oh, well, you've won up on me.
2: That's no. where we're going.
5: We're 25 years married in July and that's where we're
2: going. Oh, you're going to love it and you can, <laughs> and you can travel around there and the architecture's brilliant and you won't be yeah, bored. Yeah, so tired Looking forward to it. Listen, we could be here all day talking because we've a lot in common, <laughs> but let's hear your tea break banger. What song do you want to hear? Let me guess. It's by the Beatles, right? Uh, sorry,
5: sorry. Very go, yeah, go, 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 go down in your estimation. No, you don't. You don't. No. You don't. <laughs> only
2: up, only up. Go for it, go for it. It's uh, George Michael, obviously. Which song? As oh, as with, Mary with Mary J. Blige. J. It's a yeah. beautiful choice. Okay, this is for you and Michael and Ruby and all the gang. And um, lovely to talk to you, Susan.
0: What a pleasure.
5: And
1: you too, I'm Virgin Radio.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
1: The Ryan Tubridy Show. The Ryan Tubridy Show on Virgin Radio.
2: Uh, the reviews for the exhibition on Ancient Rome, Legion Life and the Roman Army have been five stars all over the place, including from the Times' very own Laura Freeman. Good morning, Laura. Lovely to talk to you today.
5: Hey.
2: Tell us a little bit. What, what is this? Because I mean, this is my bag. I love Ancient Rome. Studied it a bit. Um, I'm all about it, but I don't know much about this exhibition. So, give us the pitch, if you wouldn't mind.
4: Well, I think it's going to be really popular. I urge your listeners to book their tickets now. Right. Um- I, I, I really like it. We sort of are put in the sandals of a uh, Roman soldier, Claudius Tarantianus, who really did exist. Uh, we know about him from some letters he wrote home to his father from various campaigns. Um, they're very much the letters of a soldier who is homesick and battle weary and rather foot sore. Mm. Um, there's actually one amazing letter where he's sort a of request to be sent better sandals and better socks. And you can just imagine the blisters, you know, from however many centuries distant. Um but it's just a really wonderful exhibition I think it's very uh, clear and we're sort of taken through almost from you know recruitment through to battle through to recovery camps lice concubines um going to the bath house you know what happens when you're you know killed on the battlefield how are you buried um, it's sort of gruesome it's moving it's muscular um, it, it's really enjoyable
2: it, What is happening with this exhibition that has given it, it, it such glowing reviews across the board because uh, very often museums get history wrong which is quite unforgivable but when they get it right kudos to them so what are they doing that's so right
4: well, you know, in my review, I called it old fashioned, but in the best sort of way. Yeah. And I was thinking it's sort of old fashioned in the way that some of those children's books, like, you know, the Rosemary Sutcliffe Eagle of the Ninth, is old fashioned, mm-hmm. in that it's just, it's really about telling a story and bringing the world to life. And I think what's so good about it is it's not trying to view ancient rome through the prism of the present day you know with mm. all of our you know preconceptions and anxieties and, and and whatever else it just very much is an attempt to to recapture the feel of ancient rome itself and what it really is like to be a soldier and i think where so many exhibitions go wrong is this sort of kind of slightly weird telescoping of history mm. so actually it's much more about you know what's happening in you know 2024 than what's happening in ad 104
2: you talk about the unstoppable enthusiasm of the curators. And I mean, that that's like a great teacher. If you get the right teacher teaching history, you'll have it as a gift for life. If you get the right curators with the right material, you're in business. Exactly. And you find that. what's the What was the take from people around you watching it? I mean, were they saying, chiming with your opinion on it, broadly speaking?
4: Well, it, it's a strange thing being a critic because very often I'm going in and, and it's just me. I mean, I was the only person in the whole okay. show. Um, so we're, we're very fortunate because um, I'm often very wary of saying, oh, you know, the wonderful tranquility of this exhibition, because, of course, it might not be tranquil when um, when when everybody else goes to see it. But it's actually it's beautifully paced and spaced out. I think there is enough room to really enjoy each exhibit. I don't think you should feel kind of, you know, hustled. Um, and I also think with half term coming up, if you've got kids of, say, probably from the age of seven upwards, I think they would really enjoy it. I think there's, you know, a lot about animals, there's about the horses, there's about the camel ride. there are these incredible kind of crocodile skin armors. so I think if you've got um, you know a child who kind of loves Asterix, this would be a a perfect exhibition to take them
2: to Perfect, great sell. and of course uh, book ahead online is always key rather than arriving and finding yourself in queue for a couple of hours and the British Museum um, this is a win for them Laura that's what you're saying
4: It is, absolutely
2: Okay, I'm going Thank you for your time today I loved your review and uh, appreciate you joining us today on the show the Ryan
1: Tubridy Show. The
2: Ryan Tubridy Show.
1: On Virgin Radio.
2: Lady Gaga, paparazzi, and uh, this is the time of the day and the time of the week that we need to get the full rundown in as much as we can on the talking point of the week uh, we feel that uh, with the big match tonight in particular some big games tomorrow of course the Six Nations uh, up for grabs today so it's small talk Six Nations with Talk Sports Alfie Reynolds what a pleasure to welcome to the studio Alfie nice to see you Oh,
3: Ryan the pleasure's mine thanks okay, for having me so you're an English man
2: yes I'm an Irish man yep um, so we're not playing each other today thankfully uh, see you in March that's <laughs> it's a great week it's always a great clash isn't it oh
3: it's such good fun I'm going to be at Twickenham for so that I, game I think I might be my first ever time at Twickenham that, that day is that right
2: so we'll have to raise a glass I Absolutely. I'll give
3: you a few tips of where to go. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Good man. Um, uh, Tonight, of course, Ireland, France and Marseille. So before we do anything, the
3: Six Nations, just remind people who don't watch rugby or care or know anything about it. What is it? Yep. So Six Nations is the most famous, most historic annual rugby tournament there is it's been going way back when it was the home nations about 140 years ago it's been the six nations for 24 years so it's England, Wales Scotland, Ireland France and Italy each team plays each other once and whoever comes out on top at the end of the championship is the winners ok
2: so when I was a kid it was just uh, no Italy obviously and then, and then it was all about uh, France were there but it was about the triple crown yeah. and which still goes going concern um, France of course always very strong and then Uh, somebody thought it would be a good idea to introduce Italy to the championship. I'm not sure why. Is that that very mean of me to say that?
3: No, not at all. They introduced them to, I think, give Italy more opportunities, try and expand the game, grow the game. It has taken a while. Italy are often the team that finishes bottom they've yeah. actually got quite a young exciting team this could be a year where oh. they may maybe win a game or two let's wait and see I hope okay. so I hope
2: so because it, it can, it, for for years it's just been oh you're playing Italy it's, not, it's a game no one really cares about yeah, in some ways because it's just they're just going to get tranced
3: it was always that game right where there's three games every weekend and you exactly. see oh the Italy game yeah. on Sunday that's the one I won't watch
2: yeah I have somebody in my family who, who who works in rugby and somebody goes do you know where I can get tickets they go yeah yeah I can, I can help you, you have to pay for them but I can help. Well, uh, can I have tickets for anything but the Italy match? <laughs> is that so insulting to
3: our Italian friends. God help them. So here's hoping this is the championship that might change everything. Well, quite possibly. Yeah, they didn't have a very good World Cup last year, Italy, yeah. but I'm expecting them to be better. England play Italy this weekend in Rome. So I think we'll get a good idea of where the Italians are. In terms of Italy, though, the one time I would say where fans often did want to see Italy, this often seemed to happen for England, is they would get them on Valentine's Day weekend away in, in, in Rome. In Rome.
2: That's got nothing to do with rugby. No,
3: absolutely. you know that. I, I know, know that. But absolutely that's absolutely so, nothing to no, do with that, it.
2: That's so true. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, we wish them well. I mean, look. In fairness, it's it's it. They're always great fun games. Now, uh, talk about. Uh, you just triggered me now with, with mention of the World Cup. Mm, Ireland, okay, like, yeah. Especially with Ireland, we, we we were anyway. We march on to the Championship this time round, uh, kicking off tonight. Who are
3: they, runners and riders? Who's fancied? Well. As you all know, Ireland and France over the last few years have been the best two teams. So Ireland won the Grand Slam last year. The Grand Slam is when you win every game in the championship. So Ireland did it last year. France did it the year before. They've been the best two teams. They will be the favourites again. And they play tonight, the opening game in Marseille. I cannot it's, wait for it. It's It's going it. to be so yeah. good. And whoever wins tonight will realistically be the heavy favourites to go on and win the whole thing.
2: And you are you know the rugby reporter for Talk Sport you host uh, The Rook which is the rugby podcast for the Times and the Sunday Times um, so therefore you are the right man to ask who's going to win tonight see, I see I, I feel I feel
3: pressured sat across this studio from you
2: My- no, no no don't mind me right okay. don't mind me this is your head <laughs> and your heart colliding like like two two cars yeah so talk to me who do you really think is going to win
3: tonight I think France are going to win tonight well
2: that concludes our conversation. <laughs> by much or by a
3: whisker? No, I think it will be really tight. The last two years as I just mentioned whenever they've played it's been brilliant matches and those last two seasons it's kind of come down to who's had the home advantage because France are playing in Marseille tonight I think they'll win. If this game was in Dublin I'd probably think Ireland would win. Interesting. That's what I, that's the paper thin difference between See, them.
2: And, and and what happens there is it was me with not with not enormous knowledge on this we I think Ireland are brilliant at being underdogs. And when the moment we're favourites We tend to wobble So I suspect You've put it up
3: to us now By saying that So we'll see Well, we'll I see. will happily take the credit When Ireland win Yeah 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 As a director
2: as a result How about the other teams Anyone else fancied For the whole thing Just let's say If tonight's game Is a bit of a damn squib In the unlikely event How are England and Wales and Scotland fancied this
3: time? Yeah, so it's interesting. With Scotland, they had a poor World Cup. They were in a tough pool. They didn't Mm. get out of it. We didn't expect them to. They've always been that team that over the last few years, they've been good, Mm. but they've never been quite good enough to compete properly with Ireland and France. So the challenge for them is probably beating either Ireland or France. Uh, England came third at the World Cup, but there's still this sense that it is a young team. They've had a lot of change in the squad. They need to need to kick on, really, need to start playing better rugby and get better results as well. They haven't done very well in the Six Nations. In fact, they haven't won their first match of the Six Nations. In the last four tournaments. Really? 2019 was the last time England won their first game. When And when you don't play that many matches, when you're only playing five games and you lose your first, it kind of kills all momentum. And Wales? Wales is tough for Wales. It's really tough you for Wales. You know when you're shaking your
2: head, this is not good. No,
3: I know when I leave them out as well, you know. Yeah, even, I had to prompt you again. Exactly. Yeah, apologies to, to the Welsh <laughs> listeners. Wales have a very inexperienced team. Their regional kind of domestic club sides aren't playing that well. They've had a lot of players retire. I think it's an uphill battle for Wales. All right,
2: Alfie, you were exactly what we needed to, to give us the small talk uh, Six Nations chat today. I wish you well. My pleasure. May have to talk to you Monday. Let's see how the game goes tonight. <laughs> but enjoy the weekend. Thank it you. is a great weekend for everyone. Families uh, just on the couch or at the match itself or in the pub, whatever it is. It's oh, great it's fun. Brilliant. I'll have
3: to give you tips of a few Irish pubs in London that you need to get I, yourself down to to watch the games. You
2: see this? This is a pen. You see that? That's the paper. I will take note. It'll
3: be full in a minute.
2: Thank you, Alfie. Appreciate pleasure. that very, very much. Good, good on you. Radio. Anyway, the point I'm making about Bob Odenkirk is he's in the papers they, they did a Who Do You Think You Are on him. And it looks like he's he's related to King Charles, which is fine. But all roads lead back to me. Obviously, this nature of a presenter's job, because I did an Irish version of Who Do You Think You Are? And they went through my mum and my dad, and they found grandfather out in the West of Ireland, and grandfather and O'Connell Street during the Civil War and the War of Independence and Real freedom fighters and uh, Irish nationalism—great, great, great figures—and then they said, "Oh, by the way, when we were part of the filming, we need to go to London." I said, "Why are we going to London?" So we got to go to the College of Heraldry. I said, "Why?" I said, "I, I you've just brought me to the to the to the streets of Dublin. We've just gone through this this great republican moment in our lives, and our family history is so proud." And then they brought me to this man And he said We're now going to show you The College of Hell You're very welcome right And here's a book here That will explain to you That this family and relative On your father's side and he, goes, and he goes on And then he opened another page And started getting And then he went here And then they went there And it went on Then the pages started getting More elaborate And more colourful And more more extraordinary looking And bigger And the writing became more Calligraphy, calligraphy Beautiful calligraphy and, and everything And then it was like Almost paintings and ink, and it started getting like divine. And, and I said, And that's how we can trace your lineage all the way to King Edward III. I said, You are joking me. I had to go out, and the three, I remember the three guys in the crew couldn't stop
1: laughing.
3: Virgin Radio.
2: So that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends, we'll see you next time.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.